0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 44, where we're gonna revisit protein today. But I first wanna mention a couple of prior episodes where I addressed protein a little bit. That would be in episode 15, when I addressed plant-based versus vegetarian diets, and really a little bit of the concern that people have If people don't eat meat and whether they can get adequate protein. Another episode 27 where I address protein as both a nutrient and a food group. This week I'm going to address what are protein sources in the diet and then next week I'll address where or I should say how much protein we need and how to eat it properly. So this week What are sources of protein in the diet, besides meat? When I ask this question to a group of people, to students where I teach at a local community college, it stumps a lot of people. When I say, besides meat, I get a blank stare, some confusion, is this a trick question? Sometimes I get a response not entirely confident eggs. And luckily, even if it's something that doesn't immediately come to mind, what are protein sources besides meat? Most people do get enough protein in their diet, and it isn't just from meat. It's not uncommon for people to think of only meat, which I'm using that term meat for any animal flesh that includes fish, poultry, and red meat. Yes, they are protein sources. They are also a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids, which I won't go into the details of what that means in this episode. They are rich in protein. They're not the only source of protein in the diet, though. And even if someone doesn't eat meat every day, it is likely they are still getting enough protein even if one wanted to avoid protein, it would be nearly impossible to do so. Though why someone would like to do this, I don't know, but I did have a student ask me this. What would happen if somebody avoided protein? And it it, it is something that we do see. You see commercials or ads or at a certain age, you remember raising money for starving children, in Africa, in Ethiopia, that is what happens when we don't get enough protein. A starvation and um, protein deficiency can be a problem. We can also see that in older adults as well, much older adults. So the protein, protein, the nutrient is in all food groups and in virtually all food. The exception is pure sugar. And not just the white table sugar that people mostly think of, but any type of sugar like honey or agave would have no protein in it. And then pure fat, so olive oil or coconut oil or canola oil doesn't have protein in it. And butter has a tiny bit of protein from the dairy solids that's in it, but it's definitely not a protein source. So all foods... All food groups have protein in them. While the protein food group includes a long list of foods, it's also in grains, vegetables, and dairy products, and it's also in fruits but in pretty small amounts. Protein foods include eggs, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, red meat, poultry, and fish. But there are plenty of sources of protein and I'm going to include a list of foods based on different food groups. So in each food group, I'll list three foods. So I'm going to list some numbers here, but keep in mind, this is just a snapshot of a few things. So in the grain group, if we have a cooked grain, like white rice, oats, or quinoa, if we had one cup of that, one cup of white rice has four grams of protein. One cup of cooked oats has six grams of protein. And one cup of cooked quinoa has eight grams of protein. So we get protein in grains. And in fact, gluten that a lot of people avoid is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. That's a protein. Okay. So, next up, vegetables. One cup of cooked broccoli, one cup of cooked asparagus, one cup of cooked sweet potato flesh. Each of these has four grams of protein in it. So, vegetables have some protein in it. I said fruit doesn't have a lot, but one cup of blueberries has one gram, so it contributes. One cup of sliced peaches has 1.4 grams. And one cup of sliced apples has half a gram, less than half a gram. So again, not a lot, but it will contribute. Now, in the dairy group, one cup of 1% milk has 8.5 grams of protein. And one cup of plain Greek yogurt has 24 grams of protein in it. So these are animal sources, obviously. So it's going to also be a complete protein. Now, one cup of almond milk, which is not a dairy food, has one gram in one cup. So a lot of the dairy alternatives, a lot of the nut milks and oat milk, don't have a lot of protein in it. have very, very small amounts of protein in it. I did a whole um, blog post about that that I will link in the show notes. When it comes to animal sources, in the protein food group, I should say not just animal sources, in the protein food group, one large egg has six grams of protein. One ounce of pistachios, which is about 49 nuts, is six grams. Two tablespoons of peanut butter which is one serving about the size of a golf ball or a ping pong ball, is 8 grams of protein. And then one cup of cooked pinto beans is 15 grams of protein. Though all nuts, beans, and legumes will be a decent source of protein. Now when it comes to the meats, I'm going to use a 4-ounce serving, which is a typical serving for most people. I shouldn't say that. Four-ounce serving is what should be a typical serving. It is not uncommon for people to have six or eight ounces per serving, but four ounces here. Four ounces of tilapia is 30 grams of protein. Four ounces of cooked chicken breast without the skin is 35 grams of protein. And then four ounces of beef sirloin lean is also about 35 grams of protein so the protein foods tend to be higher in protein but plenty of other foods contribute and this was just a select list of just 20 foods because it'd be ridiculous to try to include all foods that's impossible so i just picked three sources from each food group and then three um, protein, I did six protein foods, three were meat. But what does protein do in our body? Many people think protein as muscle building, but it does so much more than that. In fact, protein by itself doesn't help with muscle building. So I tell students all the time, if that were true, I'd just eat protein and not do a darn thing. Not do exercise, not lift weights, Not worry about that. Just eat protein. I build muscle. That isn't how it works. We have to do the exercise to build muscle and the protein will help with the repair of the muscle. But protein does a lot more. It comprises of enzymes. So the things that we use to digest foods, enzymes, are indeed proteins. Antibodies in our immune system are proteins. Certain hormones are proteins. So for example, insulin is a hormone. It is also a protein. And protein also helps with fluid balance in our body, keeping the fluid in the right compartments within our body. And it also keeps the pH of our body in check. And by doing that, protein helps keep the body from becoming too acidic or too alkaline. Protein after it's broken down and is doing its job throughout our body. That's when it happens. And water can't change the pH of our body. Eating certain foods is not going to necessarily change the pH of your body. Protein will take care of that once it's inside your body. And protein will also, in a pinch, make glucose as fuel for our brain, and fuel for the cells when we don't have adequate carbohydrate for fuel. So a lot of people want to do low carbohydrates so they can start burning fat. And that's a whole bunch of biochemistry. And that's not how it works. And we use proteins. Certain proteins within the body will be used as fuel when we don't have adequate carbohydrates. And we can't pick and choose where that protein will come from. The body will break down protein in our body, most often from muscle, and use it for fuel if we don't have adequate carbohydrate. So we want to get adequate carbohydrate so we don't break down our lean tissue for fuel because that's not the preferred fuel source. And can you get too much protein? maybe the more significant concern is that high amounts of protein might displace other nutrients for example protein higher protein in the body may mean less fiber or insufficient carbohydrate for fuel like i already mentioned and as i did list the richest sources of protein are animal sources which often comes with Fat, and maybe that fat's the not as healthy saturated fat, which complicates the issue. And whether is too much protein a problem, or is it a diet high in fats, high in unhealthy fats, the problem? Humans are very challenging to study. We can't ethically do a lot of things that would give us a lot of answers to how. Um, Or if too much protein is a problem, that just wouldn't be a study that would be appropriate. So we don't know if we can get too much protein, but we do know we cannot get enough fiber. We cannot get enough carbohydrate. We do know we can get too much of the unhealthy fats in the diet. The bottom line here, most people are getting plenty of protein and we don't need to go out of our way to get more. What they do need to pay attention to is when they have it, and it's not all in one meal, but ideally throughout the day. So next week's episode, I'll address how much protein do you need and how you should be eating it. You all take care this week. Bye for now.